2: Can survive This place is no place for civilized man. My life, my life, my
1: life. Take it in the guts, Barry. All you've got to do
3: now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions.
2: Through dancers, you and today? you go through that doorway to
0: the greatest the world. good morning, everybody. This is Annie for showreel a look at the Australian film industry um, before we get on to the uh, chat I had with uh, filmmaker uh, the filmmaker director Macario de souza who 's the director of six festivals. I have to alert you to the fact that there is a a lovely collection of uh, Australian films that are about to bob up at cinemas. And they're all really quite fascinating, a really broad, diverse range of genres and uh, all of them fascinating. And Six Festivals is one of them, but we'll be highlighting that particular film uh, with my chat with the director. But I have to alert you to these films. They're just fantastic. There's one called Girl at the Window and it stars... Ella Newton, do you remember, if you watched Harrow, Ella was the daughter in Harrow. Uh, Ella Newton, Ryder Mitchell, uh, Vince Colosimo, and a great baddie, Jack uh, James Mackay, if I don't sort of, it's a, it's a schlock horror and it's been shot in Bendigo or, or it's got a lot of uh, still uh, bits in it that give you the impression that it's uh, shot in uh, Bendigo, but anyway, it's a schlock horror, which is fantastic, and it's uh, produced by quite a a big name in Australian per, uh, production circles, uh, uh, Anthony Ganain. He was the producer of Patrick, so and the uh, director is a person who is obviously in love with the blood and guts um, genre, because uh, he's uh, he also has got uh, several films. Uh, in his uh, pocket that are all blood and guts and uh, lots of schlock horror. It's it's actually quite a neat film. Anyway, it's called Girl at the Window. Now, then there's this other film called Bosch and Rocket, and it stars Luke Hensworth, which is, he's the older brother that uh, uh, is um, also an actor, and uh, he, he stars with... Uh, a um, fantastic new uh, find for the Australian film industry called, his name is Rasmus King. Rasmus King is also in six festivals, which is fascinating. But anyway, he is a surfing star. He comes from Byron Bay and it, quite clearly a Byron Bay has become an incubator for uh, a whole rash of Australian film talent because uh, I've, just notice that a lot of these films are coming from that area anyway uh and the people come who live live there come from there anyway uh Bosch and rocket is a, a really fascinating film as it says it's based on a true story and if you go and if you if you watch it you'll see you and you've ever had anything to do with uh uh rural setting or <laughs> any any kind of uh, drug par- paraphernalia or smoke you will be quite alert to the types of uh action that happens in this particular film but it's a, it's actually about a, a father and son who are on the run without the son really actually realizing it but it's a it's a story about uh family and it's about uh a boy that does a tough but uh great performances really good performances and the characters that are played out are quite incredibly recognizable as uh uh australian Uh, martin Sachs gets a look in as a very very mean spirited cop (laughs) he does a good job he's a loomer he did it's anyway it's really worth seeing bosch and rocket and the uh I'll have to say the film I saw the other day called Blaze, which is directed by Del Catherine Barton. Now, Del uh, Catherine Barton is a very famous Australian uh, artist. You will recognise her pieces uh, because they have a space in the film itself. She has actually won the Archibald twice. Anyway, uh, she this is her directorial debut i suppose and uh writing but it's the film is actually quite extraordinary uh it stars julia savage who's a young actor and who is just takes she's like a sponge she's just so dramatic on screen and uh simon baker and yale stone and uh uh, it's about a young girl who's walking in the... It's very Sydney. She's walking in the laneways and she witnesses the rape and murder of someone. And that is the beginning of the film. But uh, it's uh, it's about a lot more than that. It's about a whole lot of things. But it's incredibly interestingly made. And I would be very surprised if it doesn't make a huge splash overseas as well as here. It is an extraordinary film. So that's Blaze. Um and of course uh, good luck to you Leo Grand great film uh starring Emma Thompson and directed by the Australian Sophie Hyde now if you've been following Sophie Hyde's career 52 Tuesdays animals uh great director uh, a great uh, next week I um will play a piece I had a chat with Sophie Hyde about um Good luck to you, Leo Grand. Great film. Really fantastic. And before we move on to the main piece, the piece de resistance for the program, I... Um, uh, in memory of Archie Roach, the great and wondrous Archie Roach, there's going to be a free screening, but booking is essential to Wash My Soul in the River's Flow, which is part of MIFF this year. Wash My Soul in the River's Flow. Uh, it's at Kino Cinemas, Saturday 20th, August nine, uh, August, 20th of August, and it's at nine fifteen, but you have to book. It may already be booked out. I don't know. But "Wash My Soul in the River's Flow" we featured this on uh, Show Real, uh a number of weeks ago. You, you can find it in our podcast selection. It's an incredibly moving film, and it also it, it travels through Archie's life, but also his collaboration with his wondrous wife, uh, Ruby hunter and uh it's uh about country it's about them and it's a collaboration uh it, it features a series a, a concert that uh it was a collaboration between paul Br- brunowski i think that's how you say it and uh and uh the australian something or like orchestra i can't remember uh and um and with Archie and Ruby's songs. And, uh, but it's a lot more than that. It's a very emotional film and uh, it's a good way to have a wake to remember such a fine person and Ruby as well. Um, but as I said, you're with Annie on Charille. Uh
3: A quick announcement and then we'll go to the main event. Get your free ticket to the upcoming Forum for Dwelling Justice an activist-driven event featuring speakers including Senator Lydia Thorpe, Debbie Kilroy, Rouge Amity, Whit Gari, and more. The forum brings together grassroots activists and campaign groups to strengthen solidarity movements resisting ongoing colonial dispossession, housing injustice, incarceration, and poverty. The forum ends with film screenings and a discussion between Uncle Larry Walsh, the filmmakers, and guests with lived experience of homelessness, displacement, squatting, and public housing. The event will run from 1 to 7 p.m. on Friday, the 26th of August at the Capitol Theatre, 113 Swanson Street, Narm. Entry is by donation. Join us to identify the radical potential for resistance to dispossession and displacement in Narm. To register, head to cur.org.au forward slash events or check the 3CR website for details. The Forum for Dwelling Justice is brought to you by RMIT's Centre for Urban Research a three CR supporter
0: now this week in fact today is the Lord, uh, the theatrical release of a film called six festivals it 's directed by Macario de Souza, and as he tells us in our chat, uh, this is his f- a feature debut, but he has made a splash before. Uh, You might remember the documentary Bra Boys, Blood Thicker Than Water. He also did a documentary about the Rabbitohs uh, in Sydney, so very Sydney-based. He's also a recording artist under the name uh, Kid Mac. Uh, Today, uh, we're talking about his wonderful new film, uh, Six Festivals. So, six Festivals is a fantastic film uh, you've uh, got a an eye for um bringing the life of youth and their enthusiasms up against the difficulties that they big big life difficulties that they have to deal with so can you talk to me about making this film?
1: Yeah, look, Six festivals was something that um I tapped into my own experiences growing up as a teenager and um we grew up with a lot of colourful characters, and looking back, you know, dealt with some pretty heavy issues, and um, you either just brushed it under the carpet, or you found ways to to talk about it, which young people don't do very well, and, um, you know, so at the core of the whole story really is a, a friendship one between three young 16-year-olds, two guys, one girl, um, and there is a pending illness with one of them that um, forces them to come together after sneaking into their first ever music festival and, uh, make a pact to do as many more in the time that, um, young James has left. Um, and so in amongst all that is, you know, the euphoria of, uh, music and everything that live experiences bring and, um, obviously dealing with some heavy issues in in amongst all, all that mess and trying to come together and, and as a good group of friends, um, work out how to best navigate through all the, all the dramas of life.
0: Yeah. And uh, your three main characters are actually incredibly experienced actors, as well as uh, stars in the making, I'll have to say.
1: Absolutely. There's uh, you know different levels of experience that came from those guys. I, when I was casting, I was really looking more for uh, personalities just to really, you know, either fit together as a, as a proper, authentic kind of friendship unit. Or basically just uh, give me the colour that I was that I was after with the characters. That a lot of them were inspired by a lot of you know close friends growing up. And um, yeah, so Yasmin Honeychurch plays Summer. She's uh, she's originally from the Byron region and um, living in Sydney now. She's done uh, a film called Back of the Net, which was a Netflix sort of a teenage film. Rory Potter playing James, probably the most experienced and carried that heavy role really well. He he was in the Dressmaker and he does a lot of theatre. And Rasmus King, who's a newcomer. And um, probably, you know, the biggest rising star right now, sort of everyone's sort of calling the young, or at least I am calling them the next young Heath Ledger, he's just, he's got the star quality, he's got the the focus and he, you know, he's got incredible talent. So his older brother, Caius King, who's actually his real brother in real life, played his brother in the film, and he's a pro surfer. And I um, encouraged him to get involved in this in this role because I wanted the brothers to be real. And uh, he did a great job. He was probably the most furthest removed from his real personality to what his character was. And I found that intriguing and he did a great job. And then finally we have Guyala Bales, uh, an incredible indigenous poet um, and model activist um, who played the role of Marley, who is an up and coming rapper. And this is her first time acting. And she just glowed. She had a really heavy role to, to carry and she did it with pride and she's um you know, she kept saying on set how how similar Marley's story was to her own life, and and that's why she kind of really resonated, and I think that's why she carried that role so well. So yeah, and amongst all that, all the all the cast, but I was just really proud of their performance, and you got a real authentic friendship on the screen, and I think a, a lot of that was uh, due to the time that they spent together. And although we had a lot of start stop with um, natural disasters and pandemics, it just meant that they became closer friends. So when it came time of coming on set. That uh, friendship just ignited and and was lit, and you could see it on screen.
0: It, it um, yeah, you're right about the uh, older brother. Um, I, I was brought up in a country town by the sea, but in Victoria, he was really nasty, and he really reminded me of people from the my. He was really nasty. He was really yeah, okay perfect. I just thought, oh my god. You really nailed it. And and I was thinking too, uh, you've got um, uh, the incredible splash of the uh, music, right, and the scene, as it were. Um, the, the film actually could career into a sort of a car crash because there's uh, the real and the fantasy going on at the same time. So you handled the editing incredibly well. I'd have to say because it really does pace and it really does um, feel like the experience of a young person.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like I think um, they say, write what you know. You know, as and that was this is my first drama. I'm moving away from the world of documentary into into scripted drama, so I just wanted to tap into real life experiences and, and have that authenticity. And I feel like you know, without throwing anyone under a bus, it's a lot of these you fall short a little bit. I feel like sometimes by the time a filmmaker gets the opportunity to tell their story, they're probably um, far removed from that youth culture um, and reminiscing um, after the fact, whereas, you know, I was years fortunate years enough to straight. get this. 20 years. Yeah. I so, you know, I was um, fortunate enough to still be able to tell this story while I still had my finger on the pulse on the culture. And I'm still very much embedded in the music scene as well as, Um, you know, the the young kind of circles that um, these kids run in. Uh, Coming from Marouba, we we have a large demographic of crew that all hang together and surf together. And, you know, it's not like most areas where everyone hangs with their age group. So we, you know, we have board riders competitions where, where everyone gets together. And so you really get a sense of how, you know, everyone from as old as, you know, late 60s and to the older boys, to the young boys who are just coming through and starting to surf now and everything in between. And so I think Having those experiences um, meant that, you know, even like things like dialogue I think was on point um, from the feedback we've been getting, which is great. And just being able to be in the mix right now to, 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 I guess, have our finger on the pulse. So I think that's that's where it worked. Had it been a couple more years, I would be over the hill, so it's probably a different story.
0: Yeah, but, but it's respectful too because it's about community. I mean, I don't know, you're, you're of a, a Brazilian background. You're a Brazilian descent Australian. Um, does that? Uh, and also, you come from South Sydney, and so we're about, it's all about community, right?
1: Everything's about community. That's you know, you just nailed it on the head. Coming from Brazil, first and foremost, um, there's a there's a pride in where you come from. There's a passion in your people. Community is is big. Family is huge. Um, and then you know, growing up in South Sydney, particularly Maroobo, right, community was everything. You know, I'm proudly. Uh, just seeing from the rooftops of where I'm from and our, our brow Boys community. And it's something that we all, everyone sort of pushed each other to, to excel, particularly, you know, my demographic of friends. And um, I just, I wanted to show that in, in my story. And I think a lot of that comes through my art, whether it's the music or the films um, and just being passionate about, you know, that that circle of friendship and, and family being kind of a priority.
0: You're 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 an ambassador for education, youth and the dangers of drug and alcohol. Um, that's important isn't it especially from uh, people can be lost
1: look yeah i come from a place where unfortunately there's a lot of uh, wasted talent and that's probably what irks me the most is seeing so much brilliant talent across the board whether it's you know academically or sports business um, and just don't get the opportunities or or don't have the mentors or the structure around them and uh, it's very easy to fall into the traps of you know that age where you start to party and drugs and that scene and it becomes, you know, a a slippery slope that um, you almost get so used to that it's easier to stay on that train than get off and go against the grain. And, you know, I was there myself, you know, I was on the fork in the road and had a lot of close calls, you know, with with authorities and, and, you know, I was a promising soccer player and, and, you know, ruined that through a prank and just things like that where I at first hand experienced quite early and was able to sort of take a step back. Well, thankfully, I had a great um, insp- inspiration and, and, I guess, um, direction from my family and particularly the women in my life. I feel like I got taught how to be a man by the women in my life. And um, <clears throat> I look back now and what I want to do is rather than, you know, be all preachy, which is what these kids don't want anyone doing to them, is just try and lead by example and just hustle in a way that people go, holy shit, he's from my neighborhood. You know, that he came from the struggle. Um, he's he's now touring the world, doing all these amazing things. Maybe I could do that. And so uh, it's been working to a certain extent, you know, even if there's two or three that you hear of who are following your footsteps to me, that makes me super proud. And I guess that's, that's what I'm about.
0: Well, six uh, festivals is, in a sense, uh, a discussion of those points. Uh, it's all about identity and uh, the choices that people make. Um, It's really uh, finally put together, I have to say, the interactions between the the characters and how the story is actually led by the young people and how the uh, uh, group of people around them, older people show show themselves in a good light, their ability to be able to be um, uh, helpful and supportive mm. rather than debilitating and authoritarian.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, some people don't have it as, as as good and have any kind of positive influence in their lives, but there is a stigma between young people and older people that they're just a hindrance and, you know, they get in the way and they just tell them no. And...
0: Oh, but I, I also remember, I mean, I'm old now, but when the reality I remember is, when I doing was young. the best to
1: try and navigate these kids.
0: Yeah, when I was young, uh, people over a, a certain age didn't actually exist in my yeah.
1: mind. <laughs> it's funny, like, you, you know, your parents and older people, they're your heroes until you're, you hit that certain age of, I don't know, 11, 12, and then they become your villains, and then it comes full circle when you're older again. But, yeah, look, I wanted this to be full a, a film that was just driven by the young characters and that there was peripheral kind of older people around, and they just suddenly – uh, influencing these guys, and and at some point, you know, they may or may not realize it, but it does come into play. And I think that's uh, a, a reality kind of snapshot of what happens in the real world. So, yeah, particularly James's parents in this film. Um, you know, there's always a, a group of parents that don't don't just look after their own kids, but just for the for the sake of the, the crew of friends, can see something beautiful about the friendship and and look after them as well.
0: Yeah, they never give up. Even if yeah. uh, even if people say to them, "Oh, get out of my way," they never give up,
1: which is good. Yeah. Which is good. Yep.
0: Where is this film going?
1: So Anywhere? we come out where um, the film comes out in cinemas in two days on Thursday, which we're very excited about on the east coast, and um, Paramount Plus streaming it from the August the twenty fifth um, around Australia, and then they're going to do un- unroll that around the world uh, soon after, which is exciting. Um, We've been doing the the rounds on film festivals uh, for the last few months, Sydney Film Festival. I just got back from Melbourne yesterday from from the Melbourne International Film Festival and the reception's just been great, you know, so I'm really excited and hoping that this finds the correct young audience that um, it resonates with for for years to come.
0: Mm. How did you get your uh, distribution? Because I know that you've had success, like you said, you were moving out of uh, documentary, but... um... Bra boy's blood in is thicker than water was you know a fairly uh a, a successful um release on uh t v and stuff like that so uh, the business side of uh filmmaking uh is uh can be a treacherous thing, so you've obviously been navigating that fairly well
1: yeah, look, I would say the business side and getting a film up is the most challenging part of this entire craft um once you're in production you realize that you know this is what you've been doing day in day out for a long time and then that's where i was most comfortable so you know i learn a lot definitely this is a whole new ball game when it comes to to drama and and the whole business side of things and putting funding together um we were very uh, fortunate in getting a lot of government support you know i think screen australia particularly saw the benefit in a young story of um of the themes that we touched and, and, you know, our pitch to be able to try and get this to a young audience, which is always the challenge too. And I think, you know, having the bands involved and their fan bases, these are all ways that we we brainstormed before putting the script together that it was a unique selling point. Um, we had a couple of the other state agencies like Screen Queensland, Screen Canberra, Screen in South Wales support. We had a record label in Sony Music, Get Behind It, and finally Paramount Plus um, with the last piece of the puzzle, which meant, you know, we really we actually got paid to make the movie, which is almost unheard of these days in Australia, where a lot of filmmakers are reinvesting their, their full fees in, back into the budget and essentially doing films for free. And, and that, to me, as a reality as it is, is something I wanted to avoid. And because um, it was five years of my life, you know, I've got two little daughters. We, we've got, you know, I've got a wife and we've got our bills and a mortgage to pay. So it's a constant juggle. So I think the more you do this, the more you learn. And I guess each time... You find shortcuts, or you find better ways of doing things, but I don't think it ever gets easier. It just gets more manageable.
0: Yeah, you just get cleverer. The other thing that yeah. I not- yeah, the other thing I noticed is that um uh your your editor um you are uh, basically showing a, a flowering of uh, Australian filmmaking that is much more diverse your your uh your <clears throat> editor is of uh i don't Iranian. know middle eastern background right
1: or yeah <clears throat> he's from iran
0: iran right and
1: yeah, um iran. yeah no it's brilliant you you can you point that out like I'm, I'm really big on diversity obviously you know with my background and growing up in a melting pot of cultures um community uh i just feel like our faces and our voices weren't represented on screen authentically and Across the board, even on on the creative team, we were conscious of that too. And Ahmed, the editor, really brought something to the table that I don't think I would have got otherwise, with someone else. And he just challenged me, and he understood, you know, the nuances of that. Uh, I guess that that idea of identity, you know, and and across the board, just having that extra voice um, on my side of the fence really helped bring a uh, bring the voices to life in the film
0: and uh that is uh the director of uh six festivals which the Thursday he's talking about is this Thursday uh Macario de Souza and uh as i said look out for all those great australian films that are uh gracing our screens at the moment uh and uh you know uh, macario is not just a filmmaker he is also a Recording artist, and so I delved in to find uh, some of his uh, work, and surprise, surprise, his uh, uh, kid Mac, and uh, his uh, song that I found was called My Brother's Keeper. So uh, that's what we'll go out with. Coming up next is uh, Published or Not, another of the great programs on 3CR.
2: There were times I was lost. Dark had feet, couldn't see through the rain. In the end, they were clear. Hit the fan. I was more than one man. Who was it all in the hand? Together we'd stand. Always at my back. But got a yin soldier team pulled together. You know that we call bless these. Hit you in the name of charity. Carry me when I'm weak. Straight through the valley of darkness. Bitch, blackness, the heartless. Regardless, fee couldn't part us. Thick and thin there by my side. At times we collab, and in the end, we ride. Think and thin, there by my side. At times we collab it in the end. We ride, we ride, 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 ride. Brothers keep on. My brother may walk wrong paths, for right or wrong, he's one of us. We got him to the lie, we fight for what is right. My brother, my b- best friend, till the end we d- defend. Never seen a bond so concrete, I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger, those who attempt to destroy my brother. Thick and thin, there by my side, at times we collide, but in the end we ride, There by my side, at times we collide, but in the end, we ride, we ride, 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 ride.